0: And Ross show. If you're a regular, welcome back. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome for the first time. And I'm sure it won't be your last time. I'm I'm glad you're here. And it is my my hope that we will be adding more and more listeners and viewers. So I expect there are some people here for the first time. Thank you so much for tuning in. And we have quite a show for you today. This is a potpourri. Of sorts. I have a few things, a a plethora of things. I love that word. A plethora of things I want to talk about today. So we're going to go from topic to topic to about five topics I I believe that I want to talk about today. So set your mind on potpourri and assortment. Of things, but before we jump in to today's episode, let me remind you of the new search engine I've been telling you about called Luxle. That's l u x x l e dot com. It was created to eliminate search engine bias, and we know there's a lot of that going on. Luxle was created to get rid of that, and it also uh, values your privacy. It doesn't sell your data or anything like that. So if you have complaints about some of these other search engines, go to Luxle, L U X X L E dot com. You'll be glad you did. All right. So let's jump in to the first topic we're talking about today. How many of you have noticed that there's been a lot of chatter on social media and otherwise? about this pro-Trump black wave. That's what I'm calling it. You sometimes hear people talk about a red wave, Republicans talk about a red wave, Uh, Democrats talk about a blue wave. We're gonna talk about a black wave. And it seems that, I say it seems that as if it's not obvious. It's obvious that there has been some type of shift among black people and Latinos concerning former President Donald Trump. Something was ignited with all this injustice. I I now call it the injustice department and all the indictments that people know are politically motivated. People know that it's about election interference. People know that it's about going after Trump. And people don't like it. Even people who may not particularly support or may not have particularly supported uh, Trump, there are people who just don't like injustice and, and they don't like what they see. They don't like using our agencies in this country to go after political opponents. This is America. This isn't a banana republic. This republic. This isn't how we roll. But we're seeing us rolling that way. And fair-minded people who love the country and freedom don't like it. Now, black people lately have been quite vocal. Some who were not vocal before and we know why, because if you're Black and you support Trump or even, you know, Republicans and more so Trump, then, you know, you're an Uncle Tom, Aunt Jemima, you know, Trump's a racist. You know, you heard all those those allegations, you know the narrative, you know all that. And so a lot of Black people, well, I say a lot of Black people uh, didn't take to Trump, but, you know, Trump did get quite a bit of Black support uh, in the election. So I, I, need, to, I need to say that. And both in both of his elections. But overall, we know that what 90, 95 percent of black people are going to vote for Democrat no matter what. At least that's how it has been. And Trump really, really has triggered black people who have bought into this whole idea that he's some kind of racist or whatever. Well, it seems that particularly after the last indictment in Georgia with uh with the. um. Uh, Fannie, Fannie Willis, the district attorney, the DA there, who not only, you know, had in, not only indicted him, but Trump had to take a mugshot. Something went down after that mugshot and and Black people are, are starting to stand up. And I want to show you some footage of what Black people are saying. Now, there's more footage that I would really like to show you but i've noticed as you may have that when people start talking about this when when the clips that i've seen of a lot of black people talking about this issue there's a lot of salty language it's you know spicy if you will you know the f-bomb is going and, and a lot of stuff is going and i'm not comfortable throwing that out there so i have used uh footage I have footage for you that doesn't violate my conscience in and having that f word out there uh, as as it is. So I'm going to show you some. I'm going to go right from one to the other to the other. I have a I think about three clips that I want to show you, and uh, and then we'll talk a little bit more. So let's uh, let's check this out. Who
1: voted Democrat? Who had? Uh, There's a lot of y'all who voted Democrat. Who had uh, issues with Trump? Not even that you even know why you had your issues, just the media pushed it. And so you guys hated him. All right, it's all good. But at some point, many of y'all have changed your mind. And you now support Trump, but you're doing it on a sneak. Come on, y'all. Just own up to it so that we can all support this man together. The hood is waking up. They're starting to even realize that they've been lied to. You. They've been pimped out. Be rocking with Trump, man. Even he, they know what time it is, man. You know what I'm saying? We ain't gotta have no back and forth debates, no arguments, no none of that. We know who we' rocking out with. I was scrolling on Instagram and I seen blacks for Trump, and I was like, "What? <laughs> what? So we finally on board with Trump? Finally? We made more money. I mean, Trump than any other presidency ever. When are you guys gonna learn? The more you indict, the more We unite, it's Trump 2024, we don't care, you heard me, we already made our mind up, you already know when the hood got your back, they deep in the hood, gangsters, how about Trump 2024, you heard me, woo hoo Ah, gangsters. Quick question. Um, So you are obviously a person of color like we are. Yeah. And we're supposed to not be Trump supporters. So what is it about Trump that- I'm going to tell you something right now. I was talking to my husband about it earlier. And when I really started educating myself and informing myself on Donald Trump, one thing that I'm passionate about is human trafficking, that especially of children. And when I really started digging into it, I saw that Trump also is a huge supporter. He donated recently $35 million to support uh, Human traffic survivors, that really struck a chord with my heart. And so when I started really looking into him, I started, I'm about action. I'm not about words. Okay. I like the fact that he says what's on his mind. I like the fact that he doesn't say what he thinks people want to hear from him. And to me, I know everything that he's done for the Black communities and I stand behind him 100%. I'm not only a Trump supporter, I am a Trump lover. And for the longest time, I've been afraid to come out and say that. Well, here we go. Because I didn't want to lose my blackness or my black friends or whatever. But Remember what Joe Biden said? If you vote for Trump, you ain't black. That's what he said. <laughs> that's what he said. Oh, black women for Trump? Yes. Black women for Trump? Yes.
0: Black women for Trump? Yes. Black women for Trump? Yes. Black women for Trump? Trump. <laughs> black women for Trump? Well, uh, you saw and or heard it for yourself. Uh, there has been a shift as uh, the status said in, in, in one of those videos. And you can you can see that I recorded those videos from social social media uh, uh, social media posts, social media reels, and um, and you can see the names of, of those of those people and, and check them out. But it's rather uh, interesting. The shift, but you hear people saying there were people who voted Democrat, there were people who did not support Trump, and and now uh they are. And um, and like I said, there are a lot more uh there are a lot more voices out there speaking, but the language is like, oh my goodness. Like you you might have heard the the one guy with the shirt that said, you know, ends for Trump, which I, I don't like that word used and and um but He's talking about supporting Donald Trump. People are talking about a shift. Now, you might say to me, Well, Adrian, what difference does it make? You know, it shouldn't be about race, et cetera. It's about principles and all that. But let's be real. Okay. We know that, as I've already said, we know. That black people, many of them, have been targeted. They're always been. They're always targeted. We are always targeted by the left. They think they own us. Okay, and when it comes to Trump, in particular, they really go after black people because they want us to despise him. They want us to believe that he's trying to, uh, you know. He's trying to kill us off. He, he, he's trying to keep his boot on our neck and, and that he's a, you know, he's a racist and all this other stuff. And so a lot of black people fall into that, into that trap, not just concerning Trump, but concerning conservatives or Republicans. You hear it all the time. It's infuriating because they use it because they know that just the suggestion of racism is a problem. I believe that there are people who have supported, you you hear people say it, they have supported Trump before, but they were doing it on the sneak. They were doing it on the down low. You heard the young lady say, right, cause I didn't want to lose my blackness. I didn't want to lose my black friends because believe it or not, you know people have lost friends over politics You know, and tr- over Trump as well. And so some people were on the down low, and they're coming out, and they're saying, "This is who we are. We support Trump. We know not just the narrative of the left, but we know the good he has done in the black community as well as for the country uh, as a whole." And so they, you know, they've been on the down low with it, but then there are people who are who have been on the down low, and they're like, "I'm not on the down low anymore." No, when they did a mugshot of this guy the most identifiable person identifiable person um obviously probably you know probably the most the most recognized person the most famous person in the entire world especially right now and yet they do the mugshot they do to try to humiliate him all that and for whatever reason a lot of black people said and latinos have said you know what? Um, nah, I don't know. They somehow can identify with that. Many of them feel like he's being treated in a way that they have felt like they've been mistreated. Um, you know, you know. Take that for for what you will. But it has awakened something in people, and there's like this pro-Trump black wave that seems to be there. What do you think? Is this is this wake-up time? Does Trump have what it takes to garner? the support of black men and black women in large amounts. Is this some temporary black wave, Latino wave, or is this something you feel he can ride all the way through? You know, I'm just, I'm just glad that people are waking up. Black people, white people, or otherwise, but again, the black wave is a big thing and people being vocal about it because this is something, the race thing that has been used against us, I believe to our detriment. So it's interesting to see, very, very interesting to see and really interesting it will be to see where this leads. Very, very interesting. So I I wanted to throw that out, I'd like to hear from you. What do you think about this? Okay. Um and, and will will Trump be able to, to sustain this. That's that that's the first part of the potpourri uh episode episode today. So I'll just let that simmer. And uh again, you can email me adrianrosscom at gmail.com. Obviously, you can leave uh comments on YouTube and uh and and let's hear what, what you have to say about that. You can leave comments obviously on. On uh, my Substack as well. If you're checking this out on my Substack, which is, of course, adrianross.substack.com. So let's move on to the next topic. Mask mandates uh, have returned. And it's not widespread at this point, but we see that they have emerged. College um, and hospitals are now calling for masks again. And there's been talk through the grapevine that there's a plan for for lockdowns to return. Isn't this interesting, just as we are obviously going to just be propelled even more into the election cycle? And some people say, well, what does it have to do with the election? Uh, Surely you know how this whole Coronavirus thing was used in the last election. Mail-in ballots are uh, a problem. You know, uh, finding ballots in all kinds of different places that that just sort of showed up after after Biden um, after Biden won. You got all you know, uh, you finding all these these ballots, and it's just a, it, mail-in ballots is a mess. But if you can use a uh, 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 you know. A pandemic to uh, further your agenda to secure win. Would people not do it? Come on, now! I said before, and I've written about it, that the last situation was a trial run, and people complied easily, easily, and they've they've the powers that be have seen how easy it is to use fear to cause people to comply. And there are people who don't question anything and, and they're just gonna do whatever you tell them that, look, people, when it comes to fear, I mean, people are, they, they will they will jump through loose. They will say, yes, sir, no, uh, yes, sir, yes, ma'am, and all that, and we've seen it happen, and they have seen it happen. And now the talk is that they're gonna do this again, even though the science that we're told to believe in Let's us know that masks don't do what they're supposed to be doing, supposedly. Okay, and and in fact, they may be harmful because you're breathing in all that stuff. So we know that that's that's out there, and yet they're still making people wear masks. And even in places where they say, well, we haven't had any um, we 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 haven't had any outbreak or we didn't have a case yet, but you know we're making people do this, you know, uh, for 14 days or whatever. Well, we the, the first one was supposed to be like for 14 days, right? So, and then lockdowns, and then you got to wonder about the church. Okay, will the church be, you know, non-essential again? Remember that. I just wrote a piece on my Substack recently about that in the last few days, you know, because the church had to be, you know, had to be closed down because the church wasn't considered essential, even though people were... um even though suicide was up, depression was up, all this stuff, people feeling lonely, people in nursing homes um, saying they'd rather die. They can't be with their family, people in hospitals uh, dying alone. They can't have a family member come in there and all this stuff, you know? And so, and then the church could be there to help, to do what the church does, to love, to pray, you know, to, to befriend, all that, but you're not essential. And so we're we're closing you down. There's an agenda behind that also. Not saying that there aren't people who are well-intentioned. Okay, but there are some others higher up and the intention is not the good, it's not good. And so, and the talk again about, okay, new vaccine and more boosters and I, I didn't get the first one and don't intend to get one, but there are people who it was, they had to choose between getting an experimental, you know, Shot. I got to be careful because you know YouTube doesn't like you to say all that. But but this is just the truth. There were people who had to choose between a shot, you know, or they they want to feed feed their families and their jobs. It's required. They got to get this experimental shot. They know nothing about. It's not tested. It's not been around long enough, etc. I got to feed my family. I can't lose my job. I mean, they put people in that in that kind of position. And, um, and so they're talking about this again, talking about lockdowns again, talking about mask mandates again. And so here's my question. This is just what I'm throwing out. It was easy to get people to comply before. I'm hearing people now say, I'm not complying this time. My question is, are you going to comply? And I I asked the church even, is the church going to agree that the church is not essential anymore? I don't fault people before they closed down. This was new and pastors wanted to protect people. Pastors wanted to obey, you know, the laws, the land and all this other stuff or the rules, um, I should say, because I'm not so sure this was the law, right? I'm not so sure it wasn't a law, but you know, it was, it was new and people didn't know what to do. So I'm not I'm not throwing stones or anything like that for any decision that churches made. There were some churches who said, absolutely not. We'd rather go to jail. We're not going to stop meeting, you know, but others complied. So, and I'm not faulting them, but I'm saying if this stuff shows up again, conveniently around election time and all this other stuff, are, are we going to comply this time? Are you going to be walking around with a mask, breathing in all that stuff this time? Are you going to, you know, are you going to say, well, you know, I got to get, get another booster and I got to get that. Are you going to comply? You know, are, are you going to be locked down? What does non-compliance look like even? You have to wonder, like, what? what will people be willing to do and maybe they're testing the waters now i know people will go oh man that's such a conspiracy theory nah we've been there we've done that it's not just a conspiracy theory as some people say it's it's a conspiracy until we realize it's not <laughs> okay so i'm just throwing this out there um in case you haven't heard but either way what are your thoughts are you willing to comply again to let them Shut you up, muzzle your kids. And the kids really took a hit. there they they still, many have not bounced back concerned in, in where their education is concerned. and And children just just with that mask all day, other people with their mask. listen, there are people in this in there in the area where I live who still are wearing those masks. you I'm telling you, people will comply. And, and we hear that this is not the answer. Just the same thing with the, you know, the shot. You've you you, you you've heard it said. They, first, it was supposed to keep you from from getting it and, and keep you from uh, transmitting it and all that. And then it was like, well, we didn't say that. Well, no, yeah, you did. And you force people to do it. And they're still forced, trying to tell people, to, they're still forcing people, and they know the masks don't work. And they're still doing, they're reinstituting this stuff that we know doesn't work power trips and all kinds of stuff going on here. Will you comply this time? And what does non-compliance look like? And what would it cost us? Just interesting thoughts. Like I said, this is just a potpourri episode. I just have these random thoughts and that I want to throw out. And I'm curious about what you think. Okay, moving on. I recently did an episode about the possibility that age limit and age limit might be considered for officials government officials that sh- and I asked the question like should there be an age limit and I wrestled with I wrestled with that as I still do because there are people who are up there in age who are about as vibrant as they could possibly be and you institute, if you were to institute an age limit, then those people would be kind of put out to pasture when they don't need to be. but there are people we've talked about it as in President Biden, as in Senator John Fetterman, as in Senator Diane Feinstein, who has who clearly have some cognitive issues and also Senator Mitch McConnell and about a month ago, and I showed this to you when I did the episode about, about the age limit possibility or just the conversation about it, he froze at the podium. And um, it happened to get just a few days ago. And of course, is it happening when he's not at the podium? It could be happening even more than we than we realize. But let's take a look first at the, the one that was just a few days ago where he just froze at the podium and then go right into the one that occurred about a month ago when it happened for the first time, at least in public.
1: Oh, about what? Running for re-election in 2016. Oh. That's true. Did you hear the question, Senator running for reelection in 2026? All right, I'm sorry, you all are going to need a minute. Okay. Somebody else have a question. Please speak up. Uh, we're on a path to finishing the NDA uh, this week. We've been good by bars and cooperation and a string of uh, uh Anything else you want to say? We should go back to. Do you want to say anything else to the press? Let's go
0: back. Go ahead, John. That really makes me sad. It really does. Um, you saw the recent one just a few days ago, and then you also saw the the one that took place about a month ago. And I wrote about this just the other day because it is sad to see. Now, you know, I, I've been no fan of, of, of uh, Senator McConnell, um, but some things are bigger than politics, and and I feel the same way when it comes to President Biden, when it comes to John Fetterman, when it comes to Senator Feinstein, it doesn't matter what side of the aisle you sit on, Um, these are human beings, and I just, um, I'm like, I feel like there people are being used. and they're being abused, and and people themselves at times. I'm not saying this is the case for all of them, but sometimes it's difficult to relinquish power, and and that's why we need the people in our lives who somehow lead us uh, onto the next phase of life. And when you have people with such power, and, and they're voting on things and all that stuff, and they're and the cognitively they're not there, whatever the diagnosis is or whatever, clearly something is not right. And they, and, and, you know, they shouldn't be in those positions if they cannot function, but beyond the position, just as, as a human being, you know, I mean, they're, they're human beings. And so I'm not, I've said this a million times. I'm not into the jokes, you know, um, the slow Joe and, and, you know, whatever jokes might be out there about McConnell. I'm just not, I'm not cool with that because I'm a human being. And, um, and I just think that there comes a time when people have to be let out the door and 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 walk through the door into the next phase of your life, whatever whatever that is. It's just absolutely, it's sad. And so I asked the question and I'm hearing other people talk about term limits as well, age limits, whatever the case may be. But, you know, um, then you've got people like Trump who's 77 and he just is he, just as vibrant as he could possibly be. And there are others as well. Uh, but. I don't know about an age limit, but there's gotta be a cognitive I- I limit or, or health limit or something um, because this is, you know, the doctor released um, the the um, McConnell to continue with his schedule said, you know what kind of attributed it to lightheadedness or dehydration is his statement said uh, the, the result of the fall that we you know that he had had and the concussion. And sometimes this happens, et cetera. Well, I'm not a doctor, you know, but clearly something doesn't, something's not right. So, you know, and they say it was not just one fall that he, that he's had more than one fall. And so I, to me, it begs the question, okay, well, is he, uh, you know, is he falling because of the a, a cognitive issue? You know what I mean? Is he falling because of whatever's going on up here? Um, a brain issue or or whatever. I'm not speaking that over his life but i'm just saying what came first the chicken or the egg right so did he did he as the doctor said are these episodes occurring because of the concussion um from the fall or did he fall because he's got he's not quite there um, so, but something is definitely not right. And I think the most important thing is that people are taking care of and they take care of their health. It's more important than maintaining power and it's more important than other people using them. And so that's a, a, a serious concern, uh, I think, but, um, not, not, but it's, it's a, it's a serious, serious concern. I, all right, before we get into the next thing, let me, let me pause and let me uh, tell you about We the People of Cape Girardeau. You've been hearing me talk about about We the People and their next meeting is September 5th and Scott Rydell will be there. Uh, He's a native of South Carolina. He moved, however, to uh, Missouri in 2016 after he retired. And he's going to be at the We the People of Cape Girardeau meeting at Delmonico's at five o'clock p.m. And he's going to share information about civil defense, preparedness, and survival. And if you're watching or listening to this the day this comes out, it is September 5th. Go to Delmonico's in Jackson, if you're local, Jackson, Missouri, at 5 o'clock p.m. and check out Scott Rydell. But in addition to that, looking ahead to... The next meeting, it's going to be very interesting. The topic is equipping future generations, equipping future generations. And Russell Grammer will be there. And he is uh, from Prodigy Leadership Academy. Prodigy Leadership Academy, he launched that. And uh, Donna Goodson, who is from St. Paul Lutheran School, she will be there And Mark Ruark, who is the principal of Saxony Lutheran High School, will be there. And Missy Adams, the assistant principal of Saxony Lutheran, will be there. You may have been wondering, is there an alternative choice to public education? The answer is yes. Come to Delmonico's September 12th, 5 o'clock p.m. in Jackson, Missouri, and hear more. And we'll talk a little bit more about We the People in a little while but for now let's go to our next topic on this uh this uh, potpourri episode if you will we've covered quite a bit and i want to talk about uh something that i purposely saved uh to to the end and um i did that on purpose because i know that there are people who will deem what i'm going to say as uh judgmental as preachy. And I wanted to get through the others in case you choose to shut me off, but really it's not being judgmental. It's, I may come off as preachy. That's okay. I've been called worse, I guess. Right. But I think it's important. Christians, this is specifically for people of faith, for, for Christians, we are in a battle in in, in this culture and we know that we see that we it's almost like what in the world happened i mean it's been progressive the decline of our culture um it's been progressive but then it seems like just even in the last few years it just sped up exponentially and many christians want to fight what's going on what is taking place with children and i'm among among that I'm, i'm among you with that um, you know, we want to, we want to fight what's going on with indoctrination of, of our, of children as well. We want to, to fight against the injustice, uh, of our agencies that we see even with, um, you know, with former president Trump and what's going on there. And, um, people just completely seeming to just do whatever they want to do. we we are we don't know what to do even concerning the stuff I've been talking about about the mandates and people have lived through that and um they've they just it, it's been it's quite a thing to behold, okay and uh, and we want to fight back and we should. we have to push back. but Christians, let me just say this, This has really been on my heart. It is important to fight, but it's also important how we fight. Now, there is a mindset out there that Christians should just be quiet, just shut up, never push back, don't make hay. I'm not saying that at all. I don't believe that at all. I believe that is a trick of the enemy to somehow make people feel that they're more holy if they just let what will be be let them do whatever the children let them do whatever that you know no i'm not i'm not in favor of that but i am believing that we have to fight as the christians we are and that's not weak okay i've been going against this um agenda in the that i see in the schools the public uh the public school libraries, the public schools, the public, the public libraries. If you've been following, you know, the whole thing with the, the, the porn, which is exactly what it is that, that, uh, that's targeting our children, exploiting children, sexualizing children in books like Gender Queer And this book is gay. And, and I'll, um, God willing be at the meeting on Thursday, that board meeting early in the morning, the library board meeting to, to speak on that issue. I, I did an, uh, um, I wrote an article this week on my Substack, the library rejected um, the forms of reconsideration that I that I put forth. You can go to adrianross.substack.com check that out. But they said no, but that's not the end of it because we should fight. We should, there should be things that we are willing to fight for and fight against. And um and so I'm not suggesting that we don't Fight, you know, even in the in the word, godly people fought. David fought Goliath. He said, Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? And so we we do stand up. But we are we should be holy, the Bible says, even as God is holy, we should desire. And I'm speaking of myself as well, we should desire to represent Christ even when we fight. Does that mean you can go to board school board meetings and, and pick up a book and, and read what they're allowing children to read and be bold about it? Absolutely. You know, we should fight back. Does that mean you stand up and speak out against a tyrannical government? Absolutely, I believe that. But what we should not do is seek to emulate the world. And that's something that's been on my heart. So whether we're speaking somewhere, or whether we are uh, on social media which is a huge thing we are not the world we need god to fight with us we we are not wrestling against flesh and blood and again i'm not saying be weak but i'm saying we can't forget that we are children of god and therefore we don't speak like the world speaks we don't we don't post things like the world posts if we want god God's favor upon us, then we we have to recognize that any platform that we have or that we, we create ourselves, however it goes down, whatever opportunity that we take to be a voice and to be a light, we have to understand that God is the one who blesses and God is the one that may have put you on that platform and given you that voice. And therefore we have to steward that platform well. And we don't fight like the world because we are not like the world. When I say like the world, I mean like unbelievers. I'm talking about Christians. I ought to be able to tell even in your fight, even in your gumption, even in your, in, uh, you know, uh, even in your fortitude, even in all in your perseverance, even when you have to be stirred, there should be something different about us because we've got the Lord living on the inside of us and we want to honor him in everything that we do again, don't misunderstand me. I'm not about weakness. some of the uh, leaders that I have uh, that I have great respect for including former President Trump is because they are people who are willing to fight. I'm not into weakness. That's not what I'm advocating for. But I am advocating that we would be the church that Jesus has called us to be and that we would honor him so that when we go in the battle, we know that we're not going alone. He's not going with all kinds of nonsense. He's not going with all kinds of sinfulness. He wants his people to represent him even when they fight. There's nothing noble about being weak. But there's also nothing noble about emulating the darkness, the language, um the ugliness of the world. You can be stern, but when you are stern walking with God, it's different. There's isn't there's an anointing, there's a there's a force, there's a power that is with you and when you turn away, from the Christ who has called you and elevated you and given you a platform to emulate the world system and the way the world fights, you dishonor God. And I'm not so sure that you have his backing when you need it most. And we need the backing of the Lord. And again, I, I say this for last because uh, I, you know, I didn't want to lose people early on in the program. You might consider this judgmental. That's not my heart because I'm speaking to me, too. I can get out of hand as well, but I do my best even in going to the library um, on uh, coming up to, to speak about those books that I feel are, are porn and that should not our children should not have access to them. I want to go, I want to be, I know how, people know me, I know how to be stern, I know how to be strong, but I I don't want to go all wild and acting like the world, and if we don't get anywhere at this meeting coming up, then we take it to the next level, and we fight for what we believe God has called us to fight for, but we don't do it as the world does it. We fight as God leads us, and we always want to represent Christ well. I hope you understand where I'm coming from because I believe it matters. And in this stage of where we are in this nation, we need God with us. Let's not think that we're fighting against flesh and blood and fighting in our own flesh, but let's be led by the spirit. Let our our words be words that, that, that honor God even in the power and the strength and they, they pack a punch, but we want to be what God has called us to be. And we want to do things in a way where he can back us up because if he doesn't go, as you see in the scripture, Lord, if you don't go with us, I don't want to go. I don't want to go without the Lord. So if that sounds preachy, then so be it. Um, But I believe it's the truth and I believe it's a word that we need to take to heart and I need to take to heart as well. All right. So, um, I said it was a potpourri. I thought I had five, uh, topics, but really, uh, at four and, um, and so things to chew on, you can reach me at adrianrosscom at gmail.com. Obviously you can leave a rating and a review on podcast platforms such as Apple. You can leave comments on YouTube. You please subscribe on podcast platforms. Please subscribe on YouTube and, um, and also subscribe on my Substack and leave a comment there. I'm trying to get people engaged in conversation because conversation is important, the back and forth that's important, all right? So adrianross.substack.com. Also please remember that there are other podcasts, uh podcasters who are a part of the BMG network and we are engaging enlightening, informative and absolutely entertaining at times. So you want to check that out. And once again, as I just told you, We the People of Cape Girardeau is, it's a vital organization. If you believe in freedom, if you want to learn how to get involved at the local level, then you need to check out We the People. Go to www.wethepeopleofmissouri.org, www dot we the people of missouri.org and you can also email at wtp cape county mo at gmail.com next meeting tuesday uh, actually all their meetings are on tuesday five o'clock Delmonico's in jackson missouri all right go check it out all right so thank you for tuning in and i'll catch you next time on the adrian ross show God bless you abundantly.